set big goals. Maybe not everybody wants to be the best SDR, but what is, is it that you want? You know, I know what I want to be. Yeah, I want to be the top SDR. I want to get President's Clubs. I hear you getting trips to Costa Rica or things like that, you know? So I want to do that. Um, why wouldn't I want to be the best version? You know, not be my final destination, right? This, this world, but I'm going to make the most of it while I'm here. Marcelino, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing, my man? What's going on, Joseph? I appreciate you uh, inviting me on, first and foremost, man. Good to be here. Absolutely. It's not every day that we get an America Ninja Warrior on the channel. And so I'm very excited to have you here. <laughs> uh, that's something that if you did not catch uh, us that, that little preview before, we're going to dive deep into the story. And so if you've been here for a while, you know how these conversations go. We start from the boots, symbolic of the journey one takes to get to where Marcelino is. And then we take it all the way to the brain, symbolic of the mindset that he has, not only to land a job in tech, but to scale from there. So without further ado, I'm going to take myself away and I want you to talk about your story. Talk about where you were born and raised and we'll just take it from there. My story begins, um, I was born in California, but I grew up here in Chicago. It's a beautiful, windy city. And um, yeah, I was uh, raised... Uh, by a single mother, pretty much my father was in my life till about seven years old. And then after that, uh, it was pretty much just my mom raising me and my sister. I uh, went to CPS, Chicago Public Schools. Um, I was just a neighborhood kid, man, getting into trouble, the usual stuff, uh, hanging out with my friends. Um, but my dream was always to be an, uh, my dream was to be a professional athlete. Uh, I grew up in, in Chicago, so you know, we had Jordan, uh, so whether basketball or football, I knew one of those was uh, going to be my path. So you know, I played sports all my whole life, um, really excelled in sport. High school, senior year, got a couple injuries. And then that's when like, sp like the whole sports thing was out of it. And I had to start thinking about a different career path. Um, and I tried out college. I went to school actually for months, but I realized that wasn't for me right away. Um, so I started working. Um, I got into retail sales, just working for uh, Best Buy, then AT&T. Um, was pretty good at AT&T. You know, we got paid on commission. Um, that was my first experience in sales. Um, it was all good until one day I walked into work and then I had this crazy, severe, uh, like, uh, emergency. And I had something called cl chronic cluster headaches. So I got diagnosed with that. And that's when I had to focus on taking care of my health. Cause at that time I had put on a ton of weight. I was close to believe it or not, 300 pounds. And then um, I really had to leave that job cause it was completely stressful, stressing me out. Uh, I wasn't eating, uh, eating correctly. I was eating poorly. Um, but it was from there that I had to really focus on what am I going to do next? What's my next move in life? So, um, I did what else who loses a hundred pounds. I lost a hundred pounds and then I got certified to become a personal trainer. So I started my own fitness company. I ran that for a good seven years here in Chicago. I even had my own gym. Um, I opened it about six months prior to 2020. So it was all good. Everything was going successfully. And that's when the pandemic hit and I had to, Really, the whole story, you know, there's a lot of layers to it, but, you know, I started off with a dream of becoming an athlete, and then I got into working, 
And then, um, like I said, my health uh, took a toll on me. So that's when I pivoted back into taking care, taking control of my health and uh, like a, a staple of health, started eating better, started exercising daily. Um, but yeah, during that time when I made that transition, I forgot to mention this, Joseph. Um, I, <laughs> There's a little small detail to this story I left out. Um, I, I became an American Ninja Warrior. So I don't know if you're familiar with the show, American Ninja Warrior. But essentially, um, yeah, I got on American Ninja Warrior and I competed for four seasons. And during the time I was running my own business, um, competing on American Ninja Warrior and uh, up until the pandemic hit. And that's when I decided to pivot into tech. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get for, through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? We're going to definitely dive deeper into your story. You're from Chicago, not only home with a deep dish pizza, but they got some ballers from your place. They got, of course, the great Isaiah Thomas. You have Derek Rose, you have Anthony Davis, yep. uh, and that's just a that was like just a few of the greats. And, and talking about basketball, was that your sport of choice, or was there another sport that you really were into? No, my sport of choice was football. Basketball, mm -hmm. I played street ball, but I never really played organized. I was good in it, um, but football was my number one. Um, basketball was my second love, I and mean, I love them both kind of equally, to be honest with you. But I figured it was easier for me to get to be a professional football player because there's you know, a lot more players, football players on the team than basketball. So a lot more available spots. Um, that's just the thought I had for it. That is the truth. There's a lot more. And what position did you play? Uh, for football, I played wide receiver. I played free safety. Yeah, I started both sides. I was all city. And I was really like, that Ooh. was it. That was my mindset. Like, I'm going to play professional football. And then, like I said, I got sidetracked with some injuries and I was lost after that. It crushed my dream. I, I was like, I can't play football. I started getting concussions, things like that. Mm. And um, that's when I was like, I need to quit. I need to do something that's not as high impact. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just started working and going to school, but school was going to college was never for me. Um, I could never, I dropped out maybe three times, man. I know from Whitney city. So the college dropout, home with the college dropout, shout out to yay. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, you know, I dropped out of three different schools because I was always going for business or engineering, things like that, but I never found something. And it just was such a long process but to go all four years. That's what's so crazy about me finding out about these boot camps and what really changed my life and um, starting a career and being becoming a professional, learning that we could do boot camps, well, that really changed the whole game for me. So shout out to Course Careers, the whole alumni, Troy, everybody. That really is a game changer for myself, but so many different people. I, I meet people every day um, that ask me how I got into tech. And I'm like, I'm referring people like all the time. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm an employee of it, but I'm really just a student who went through that course. So um, that really changed the game for me. 
I think a lot of people that have found success within course careers are the same way. I was exact same way where I literally was taking my time coaching people when I got into tech that I was literally telling people about it. Once I got a job, I'm like, listen, y'all need to get in this because it honestly changed my life. And I think that and I could see it did the same for you as well, um, especially when you have to consider the pivots that you had to make in life. Now, before we get there, I want to go back a little bit to what you talked about when you were working. Because you did something as well. You worked in B2C sales like I did. I did solar sales, but you did sales uh, with B2C, but you're working in more of the telecommunications area. How did you find that working in that environment, what did it teach you about sales? Uh, one thing it taught me about sales. So B2C, definitely from B2B is, is some differences. I wasn't even aware of B2B when I was working with you know, AT&T. I didn't realize you know, such a big difference, but it taught me how to communicate with a diverse group of people. You know, you work with so many different people and, you know, I was growing up in Chicago, you grew up in, in hanging out with people in your neighborhood. You talk a certain way, you guys are, you know, you'll act like everybody in your neighborhood. But when, you know, I was working like downtown, I was working like a more affluent neighborhood. So now I'm interacting mm. with wealthier people, um, you know, people from different backgrounds that are a little more entitled and things like that of that nature. So I had to learn how to communicate effectively to different groups of people. And that's really the number one skill is being able to communicate. And I think communication is like 90, 85 to 95 percent listening, you know, not only with our mouths, but we communicate with our ears. So learning how to effectively call it active listening. You know, when somebody's speaking, being able to, like you're doing here, just nodding your head, okay, and repeating it back in your head and really taking in that information. Because a lot of times when we communicate, especially where I grew up, it's about just talking. Yeah, you you don't even care what the other person, you're just waiting for yeah. your turn to speak. So, you know, to get it in uh, when you can. So I had to learn, uh, you know, uh, true communication and that's when I became a better salesperson. It wasn't really about learning these sales skills. You know, they taught us ABC, always be closing. You know, they taught us all these different uh, techniques. Um, but really one book that stood out that I read after AT&T was um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I actually read that before course careers. It's one of the assigned reading and course careers. That's what's so dope about this course is they you know, assign these books that are not only um, sales, they're good for life. Life. So how to win friends and, and influence people. It teaches you that it's all about the win-win. That was the one thing that really transformed a lot of my life uh, was going into a conversation of sales, right? It's not about you getting upper hand like, oh yeah, I got the best of that situation. I really took all their money or whatever it may be. It's, you know, a lot of people that I used to work with were, were like, oh yeah, I really got, got over on them. It's about getting a win-win to be walking away from that transaction, feeling like, man, that was a great experience. That that's great. They really listened to what we needed and they gave me that, you know? So I think that's one of the things that really helped me. Um, even after AT&T is I started my own business entrepreneur and I was able to run that seven years uh, in a job. I never worked like no job at the time. Wow. And um, I think the only thing about entrepreneurship, which I know on YouTube, I you know, that you hear a lot of people say it's one or the other. You either work a job or you, you're you an entrepreneur. You're all in, right? You, you got to grind. You, you go all the way in. 
But now I realize with tech, why not do both? And that was the big high moment that allowed me to pivot was like, I could be an entrepreneur and I could work a job at the same time. And that job is going to be seed money. That job is going to give me a sound foundation. That's right. So it's going to continue the dream. And that, that would be one thing that I would change differently from me starting my own business is I dove in and I quit my job completely. And it was, it was very stressful because when you have to, you know, your dream, do something you love just for money. It kind of takes away from the joy and the passion. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're able to a job in tech, a job that if these jobs are in tech, come on. We, we working from home most of the time. We got it. You got our desk. You know, we got everything set up. It, it's it's pretty smooth. It's the, the environments are more flexible. It's not like retail, which I worked before, where you had to work holidays and, and weekends and all of these things, late hours. Tech, mm-hmm. it's pretty laid back. You get all these holidays. Most of the times, unlimited PTO. Um, so you could really work in tech and you could build your dream at the same time. You know, as you're doing with this YouTube channel, I don't know if that's your dream, but you're, you're able to build and have time for, for these are things that you really enjoy. There's so much nuggets you said there. And <laughs> there's so much nuggets you just deposited into the bank account here. And I want to kind of back to one of the things you said, effective communication. And Marcelino, that's the reason why I started the channel was because I wanted to grow in my discovery skills as an SDR. If you have taken course careers or if you're familiar with the sales cycle, first thing you do is you're, you're doing research, right? And then you're doing prospecting and then you're doing discovery. Well, how are you going to have better discovery than taking time to talk to people, taking time to, as you said, do active listening, listening of understanding versus the sake of getting your point across. And so there's there's a lot of great things. And if you are interested in anything that Marcelino just said, whether it was how to win friends and influence people, how that impacted his life and his business, or even understanding the difference between B2C sales versus B2B sales, where like Marcelino said, B2B sales, it's about a mutual, let's see if this fits. Let's see if this partnership fits because it's not a one-time purchase. We're going to have a continuous relationship here versus B2C where it could be a transactional one-time uh, you know, transaction and, and there's not sometimes care <laughs> or concern on what happens after that instead of me getting my money, right? Would you agree, Marcelino? So, 100%. 100%, so, Joseph. That's, I think we cracked the code there. I think we cracked the code because a lot of times people think of sales as, oh, this is the sleazy car salesman. I'm sorry, car salesman is out there. I'm not trying to pick on you or, or any type of salesperson that's just trying to get a quick buck because there's not a continuous relationship sometimes with those transactions. Like, I'm, I'm done. I got you. And that doesn't feel good to be taken advantage of at all. Nobody wants to be taken advantage of. But in B2B sales, there's a partnership. There's understanding that this is a continuous relationship that we want to have. So we're going to make sure this is a good fit. If you want to find out more about how both Marcelino and myself have learned about those skills that have not only helped him with his business or helped me land a job in tech and with this channel, but really could help you with your life. Go ahead and click the link below. Find, sign up for Course Careers. You go ahead and use my promo code Joseph50. It definitely is a life changing decision. And I could say that true for myself. Now, I'm going to go back to your story, Marcelino, because there's something important that did happen there. You, you're you learning about those. A lot of those skills were transferable because you're basically still dealing with human beings at, on the other side of the phone, right? Um, but in life, we do have obstacles. 
in life we do have hurdles to climb over. And for you, it was your health. Can you you're talking? Can you can you kind of talk a little bit more? Because I think by you going deeper into that section, you actually might be helping somebody who might be struggling with their health, struggling with stress. Can you talk about the stresses that you were dealing with at that particular time? Yeah, I know this is a tech channel, but you know, part of our best versions and being able to to be the the tech salesperson or whatever, we have to you know make sure we're taking care of health. You know, I, I love our mm. health as wealth, right? And um, although I was, you know, was in a place when I was working with AT&T, I was hustling. I was working like 60 hours a week, Joseph, but I was getting money. That was my first taste of commission sale. But it came came a price. You know, I was putting my health on the back burner because mm. I was working so many hours. I wasn't sleeping. You know, I was and then I was, you know, I had to wake up early. So I was sleeping four, five, at the most six hours a night. Um, also at the time I, you know, I, a lot of fast food because we didn't have time. I wasn't taking the time to prepare meals and things like that. So, you know, I had something that's called the window diet. I drove up, got my food through a window <laughs> and, um, you can see now, like, you know, at, at the time, like I said, I was almost 300 pounds, Joseph. Wow. Um, my health was really, you know, I was living about 185, 190 my whole life. I got up to 300 pounds. Um, right around the same time I had my, my first, my, my one and only, um, so it was really about him. It was really about mm. doing whatever it takes to make money, to take care of him. But how could we truly take care of our kids? If we're unhealthy, if we're in the hospital, we're sick. That's good. So you have to also be able to balance. Yes. Making money, but you also got to take care of your health for the long term. You know, I want to be around to see my kids, you know, live their dreams and do everything they, they wanted. So um, it, you have to be able to balance. And one thing that I started implementing into my lifestyle is very simple is when you wake up first thing in the morning, drink a drink, because a, a lot of times we're dehydrated and we just throw some junk, some sugar in our bodies. Our body needs water. If you do that, that's going to help you. Uh, it's going to help with your hunger. It's going to help with your appetite. So you're not as hungry. But it's also going to energize you first thing in the morning. And then also another thing I do is I drink a green smoothie. You know, I throw some greens in there, throw a banana, throw some mangoes or some berries, something like that. And then you could throw some coconut water. Simple. You have that. And then I really don't eat a full meal until about one o'clock. And I like that because in sales, you got to go out and hunt. So I don't eat my first meal until I've gone out and prospected and hunted and got, you know, booked a couple demos for the day. And then that's, you know, I feel good. Then I'm like, okay, I earned this. So it's almost like, you know, sales is really hunting, you know, especially as an SDR, BDR, you know, we're prospecting. So if you go wake up first thing in the morning, you had a big breakfast, you didn't earn it. You didn't go out hunting, right? Like, so think about <laughs> ancestors had to go out and hunt for their food. So same thing with us. You know, we get mentality. We're going to be hungry and we're going to I feel like I work better. You know, I, I have I'm more like uh, enthusiastic when I'm talking with people and um, it, it just makes me more effective at my job as well. So, uh, yeah, just simple little things. And the last thing I would say is we're sitting down. I just bought the standing desk. <laughs> I just got and I went from Ikea. Uh, you crank it up. <laughs> I used to have that at work. <laughs> yeah, but the standing desk makes a difference. And then just do something like 10 squats or 10 push-ups every hour on the hour. You know, we're sitting, just get up and move your body. 
and and that that's a huge difference and that'll keep you from from developing these degenerative diseases as they're called because most of it comes from a sedentary lifestyle that means sitting down you know if you're sitting eight to ten hours a day and you're not getting movement you're not stretching you're going to start to develop things you know you and, and it's bad trust me you don't want to develop cluster headaches diabetes these things like that yeah Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually wanna introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof, and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that's self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity, and get this, without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that. And if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph 10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph 10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today oh i was i was being your choir just now i was agreeing with you you don't want <laughs> to develop those things man yeah. like it's so true yesterday i actually made it a point to to do at least three walks um i, I didn't put a number on it but i said whatever i can because the weather was so nice get out of the house and walk and so take the, a walk yes. yeah the beginning i walked i was like, oh, a little bit over two miles and then this uh because i had a football field not far from my house and then in the afternoon, I was got a phone call, so I'm like, let me go for a walk then. But you, because you're so right, and in fact, I don't know if you did, I don't know if you realized this, but you kind of created a, a, a tech sales diet slash training program just now. Where <laughs> you got to remind, you, you just put it. If you want to like like pin this point, guys, go ahead and pin it right now. You come back to this. Hey, what I got to do? Got to do ten squats. All right, because because it's so true. And I even though I'm I'm not even trying to make light of it, I'm trying to say this right here is good information because we don't think about the fact that you're sitting at your desk as an SDR all the time and what that's doing to your body. They say it's worse than smoking. Right? It's crazy. Man. Yeah. That, that don't mean we're not endorsing smoking either. But. No. <laughs> yeah, we're not at all. But, but just to see how much harm we do to ourselves like yeah. knowing it. So get active. Get active. But one of the things I actually wanted to point out to what you said, 60 hours a week, at least from my job and my experience, that's like, listen, nobody here working that hard. You need to go. They, they actually promote a healthy work and life balance. Have you experienced that at your job? Yeah. Work-life balance is night and day from retail sales to C to B2B. Um, you know, get a little deep here, but yeah, my pops passed a week ago, seven days ago, stage four cancer. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. You know, I was debating if I wanted to like even do this, but I was like, you know, want me to go and go ahead and do this. You know, although he wasn't physically in my life, we started to develop a relationship with him later on, you know, 20s and things like that. And, you know, to communicate a lot more. But I was going to come back to work the next day after he passed, after he transitioned, because I'm like, I just started. I literally just started this new job, you know, my, my 30, first 30 days. And then this was my first week of actually you know, on the sales, you know, so first week on quota, you know, second day on Tuesday pops transition, you know, my second day into this, this role. So I'm like, man, I gotta, gotta come back. I don't want to fall behind. So my boss wrote me a message. She's like, I know you're 
you know, you're, you're passionate about doing the job and being the best, but you need to take this time off. Go be with your family. She said, take time to talk about your father and just process everything. I'd rather have you do that. Take your full, you know, bereavement and then come back. You know, I was like, I want to come back. I don't want to, you know, be at home thinking about it. You know, it's like, just do it. And um, I'm glad I took that advice because I didn't realize how much I probably when, when I had, you know, my family, I would go back to work and just work it off, you know, just not think about it. But that catches up to you long term. Like we we give our our, our people their their, you know, of, of, in terms of grieving and honoring them. So I'm so glad I did that. Um, because it really put everything into perspective of what I'm doing it for. Like I'm saying, I'm doing this. I got into tech so I could have better work-life balance. So let me really do it. I said, I got into tech so I could spend more time with my family. So let me really do that, you know, and does give you that. I'm I'm telling y'all firsthand when my boss was like, go home. What are you doing? And I was just like, I was like, hold on, let me send a couple. She's like, no, worry about it. The work is going to be there. She's like, you need to go be with your family. And that to me was, that's not only like a, a wonderful job. It's, it's just beautiful. It's great leadership. You know, yeah. I feel like the leaders, they really understand that importance a lot more. So yeah, Joseph, you've witnessed it as well, but that work-life balance is different. And, you know, like I said, it, it gave me a time to really miss and um, it puts it all into perspective. I'm, I'm on a long-term mindset, right? So, you know, a couple of days is not going to get me to where I want to go long-term, you know, if I'm thinking five, 10 years out, 20 years out, right? So yeah, put that family first, y'all. Wow. Um, that is so good. And I got to say this as well. Um, I always say this whenever somebody mentions a loss, whether it may be recent or even when they were a child, my condolences, because it, it just never goes away. It may feel like it gets a little bit easier, true, um, but it never goes away. You know, uh, I want to definitely acknowledge that. Appreciate that. Absolutely. And, and the other thing I want to say to that is it's so true. Like, this is actually a job where they expect and honor that. I heard a story. I won't, I won't say who it is. I remember the story well. This person was working in a bigger store. Their family member was rushed to the hospital. I think it was like their mother or somebody very, very. And the boss at the time was like, listen, you know, you go, but you're, you're not going to come back to your job, whatever. Like They threatened them with their livelihood because for whatever reason, in their mind, I guess they didn't think they were being honest or whatever. Anyway, that person ended up leaving that job and got a very successful afterwards and so on and so forth. But like something similar that like, happened to me, but it was even 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 it wasn't necessarily a person that passed away, uh, but it was basically that stressed, and I didn't know it. I wasn't like earlier, not getting enough rest at that particular time, and I wasn't my best self, and I was a little bit irritable. I was a little bit moody. I mean, I was more. I was not myself. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And my manager caught it, and he like, listen, you look, you are getting enough rest. You're tired. You know, you you're you're taking off sometime anyway. Take off the rest of the day, like. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a scolding. It wasn't like uh, we're gonna punish you. It was more like, hey, I'm concerned about you. You, and and when you experience that, especially as a person of color, 
it's like man your humanity comes back you know in the sense of that like your humanity is being recognized by somebody else if you if you if you catch what i'm saying you know it's just kind of a sense of like man they actually do care about my well being care about us as a, yeah exactly and it's not going to affect my pay it, mm-hmm. yeah yeah my pipeline my quota true i might think but it doesn't it's not going to be negatively impacting my my base it's not impacting me as my employee or my employee looks at me my job is not necessarily on the line it you know all those different things is a, a, other reasons why i encourage people to get into this field and uh with that being said the, the beautiful thing about your story is that through the ashes the phoenix does rise and you talk about it how you're able to overcome with the cluster headaches and being almost 300 pounds you were able to overcome that and you were able to even open your own gym can you talk about that the opening your own gym and what that led to with regards to ninja warrior and all the other things that came along with that yeah so how that happened is (laughs) you know i was working yeah i was working the, the the retail job like i said i was severely overweight i was chronically sick I'm sitting at the, I'm probably sitting down home drinking a beer or something at the time, right? That was my, my daily ritual. Go home, have me a beer, watch some TV, watch some Netflix, whatever. Um, so I'm watching the show pops on Ninja Warrior. I remember, and I'm looking at it. You know, I told you I was an athlete in high school, but I was the furthest thing from an athlete at the time when I was watching it. I'm sitting there. My brother was visiting from California and we watching it. I'm like, oh, this show, this show's crazy. I'm like, I'm like, man, I could do that. I used to do all that stuff in high school. I could, man, I could do that. He looks at me. He's like, "Yeah, right. Never happen." And then, like, hit me. It was like, "What?" He's <laughs> like, "You." He's like, your, "Your time, your time has passed." You know, and this was like right after I had my son. You know, I'm in my late twenty time, and he's like, "Yeah, your time has passed." But I took that as like fuel. I was like, and that little one comment. I'm not gonna lie, Joseph. Like that woke me up every morning. I got up at like the, the crack of dawn and I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I make a change. And, you know, for, you know, it was for my son, but also for myself. Like I got to do better. Like I want to do better. I want to be an example for him. And in order to, I think, do anything great in life, you have to set a big goal. And I knew I had to get healthy, lose weight for my son and, and for myself, but it would you know, when you say, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds, you 10 pounds, then what, you know, really going to get you up in the morning and make you jump out of bed. But when you say like, I want to do Ninja Warrior, or I want to lose a hundred, something crazy. You have a goal so big, even if like they say you shoot for the stars, even if you miss, you, you know, the moon, you know what I'm talking about, shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you be among stars. So you shoot for a big goal and whether you hit it or not, you're going to make life, you know, and that's what I did. I, I believe it or not. So with with from then two years of sitting on the sofa, when my, my brother said that, I started researching what it takes to to become a ninja warrior. I I, I approached it like a school project. I'm not gonna lie, Joseph. I put a plan together. Oh, man, like you know, we have to write it down. I wrote it down exactly what I wanted. I wrote down how I was gonna do it, and I used this. Um, I came up with this thing. It's called Think Right recite, take action. First, you got to think about what you want. So that's through meditation, right? You meditate, you really get clear in your mind what you really want to achieve. You write it down. You recite it through affirmation. And then the very last step, what a lot of people don't forget to do or, you know, up with is taking action. You take action on that. So I wrote it down, 
you know, cited it. I am saying I was a ninja warrior before I even happened. And within from two years, I said I was going to do it. My birthday, two years later, is when I got the I got the call and I competed for the first time on Ninja Warrior. So that was on season eight. Wow. And then I competed four more times in four other seasons over the next. Also running a gym. And uh, yeah, everything was good. You know, I'm going to lie, though. It wasn't the tech money, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's hard. The thing they don't tell you is a lot of these ninjas, we have to fund our own, have to fund our own tra transportation and travel and, and all of that. So I was funding my dream, you know, but, you know, just not a, uh, you know, there's not really a lot of money. You can get so many clients you can train in a day. Yeah. You know, that's why being in tech and having the ability to get commission, you know, and so you, you're not just trading your time for money. You know, you're hitting them accelerators and you're really maximizing on your time uh, is important. But yeah, to, to make a, a long story a little short, um, I competed on Ninja Warrior four times. I made it to the city final or the um, I made it to the finals, the finals and the regional final. And my last year was in 2021. That's when I was decided to hang it up. And um, because I also closed down the gym, just the pandemic, it was eating through my mm -hmm. pockets. It was super hard to, you know, it was hard on small business. I decided to shut it down and I saw that opportunity in tech and, um, you know, closed the gym, but that opened up another, like that opened so much. I had to pray to, I had to pray Joseph. Like yeah. I was, was crying when I had to shut down the gym, but I didn't know mm -hmm. what I was going to do because that was it. That's what I thought I was going to do the rest of my life. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's easy because you get to the top of the mountain, right? You achieve your dream, but they don't tell you what happens next. You know, I mm. achieved my dream. I got to Ninja Warrior and it's like, I'm here. And it's like, what is next? You know, I had to look at something bigger. I was like, well, I got my dream. What can I do to put me in a, in a financially free, you know, as they say, we create generational wealth. I wanted to build a legacy. I wasn't doing that by just for running a business. I was literally working just to pay off the business. I wasn't, you know, accumulate wealth. So the big thing, the big thing was for me from that point is I had to make a hard decision to say, hey, this isn't very profitable. This is not sustainable long-term. This is not, you know, it's going to get me financially free and, and, and allow me to create generational wealth. So I had to look at, all right, what are the other options I had? And, you know, didn't have no degrees or nothing like that, Joe. And it was literally, I left Chicago, right? I went on a, I, I bought a van. I traveled in the van for, for like six, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And along the way, I'm, I'm going and went to 26 states. I'm hiking up mountains. I'm camping out. I lived the van life. So that's another thing. There's a lot, lot story. <laughs> so, you know, the van life for like four, five to six months, um, just trying to figure out what my next move was, you know, mm. uh, that the whole time I'm praying, talking to God and just getting outside, meditating. And literally I was watching this, how I got into tech crazy. I was searching, um, tech boot camps, right. For kids, because I wanted my son to learn coding, but I didn't like none of the courses or the instructors. So I was like, let me look up like, you know, I'm Puerto Rican and black. So I'm looking up Latinos in tech. 
I'm looking up blacks and tech, yeah. you know, to try to find somebody that, you know, we could relate relevant. to. Yeah, relevant. Um, <laughs> you a better forgot, word. Relatable is a better word. I'm sorry. That yeah, re- re- relatable. <laughs> it's easier when you, you can learn from somebody who experiences the same things, you know, or, or you just to see an example of somebody up until that time, I didn't see it. So I was searching for classes for my son. Um, you know, he just turned 11 at the time. But I found um, the the new black channel. And that's uh, I've seen he was with his story of going from driving Uber, being homeless and all of that. And I, that hit me hard because at the time I was in the van. So I'm like, damn, I'm I'm pretty much <laughs> like, you know, I, I was really related to his story. And then yeah. he's, he pivoted into the tech space. Um, it really opened my eyes that, you know, tech, you don't have to just be near or, you know, be. you know, I had the sales background. I'm like, let me do this. I could do this. You know, once I learned about the unlimited earnings potential, the work-life balance, I was like, that's it. So find an idea in my head and decide on something like I did with the Ninja Warrior. I went all our research. I was like looking up careers where I was thinking solutions engineer. What is it? You know, literally going to do solutions engineer. But then I looked at DR and the potential to, to rise, become an account executive, to even become like sales. I like coaching, I, you know, sales coach, something like that. Um, I saw the different opportunities and that's when I locked in. I was just like, I could, I could do course careers. I saw people doing it in like, you know, a month, you know, doing it three months. I'm like, okay, do this. So I locked in and 21 days after me uh, signing up for the course, I had, I got through, you know, I graduated in 21 days, got my certificate and, you know, yeah, no, that's great. I was about to say, I was like, how long did it take you? You said 21 days. You got it in 21 days. How long did it take you from after you completed the course to land a job? So that was the crazy part. So I completed the course in December and I thought I was like, yo, it was, I remember I had the cool thing about course careers. They put you in these study groups, right? So you get like five or six people and you guys start together and you get to, you meet up once a week and you get to talk about the course, you know, job search, all of that. So I remember we started with six of us by the end. It's really like two or three of us that was just meeting. So yeah. it was like me and like two other guys that were still like meeting. Um, we graduated, we like, we pushed each other to finish at the same time. Uh, shout out to Luckner. Me and Luckner, we finished at the same time. And then uh, we're like, yo, we about to get this job in like, you know, before the end of the month, we're going to have like fives on the table because I saw people doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of times people getting jobs before the course is over. I'm like, yeah, I, I could do that. All right. Truth is, that didn't happen for me. <laughs> it was a little more challenging. I believe my, my you know, it was just me not um, putting in enough applications. I think the big thing for me was I didn't have a LinkedIn presence before and do LinkedIn. You don't use that for like, you know, fitness, you know, it was on IG and all of that for, for my previous business. So I had to get on LinkedIn. I had to learn and crack the LinkedIn code and algorithm and all of that. I'm sure as you know, it's different, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, and all of that. So um, it took me about, I think five weeks. So I started job hunting really like January 1st of 20, you know, this year I started job hunting locked in. I had an interview that first week, didn't get past the, the recruiter screening. They went with somebody more experienced. Then I had a week of no interviews. So I'm like, then I'm thinking like, oh man, what's about to happen. And then I had a, like a hiring, 
I interviewed with him. And he's like, all right, we're putting you to the final round. So I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm already celebrating. Like I got the job. And nope, I, I the uh the, the final view because it was that day. That's when I found out. That same day of the final interview, I found out my dad has stage four cancer. Mm. And uh, I go into the interview. And the first thing one of the guys says on the interview on the panel, he's like, hey, Marcelino, you don't look too happy to be here. And that was literally like an hour after mm. taking my pops to the hospital, you know, and um, it was just like <laughs> it kind of hit me. It kind of hit me the wrong way. And I went through the interview and I guess, you know, he sold on the company. But I was like, I, I needed to get a job. I needed to get in, the, you know, break. So yeah. like, I, was, I would take whatever at that point. Yeah, it, it got to me that, you know, he not knowing what was going on, but God has a plan, right? Yeah. God had to take something away without giving you something better in return. Forgot who told me that, but uh, that I had to think about that because I was really crushed about that because I thought that was the, the one, right? Yeah. So, you know, I put it behind me and I, I, I looked at myself objectively. I'm like, okay, so what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do better? Okay. I need to optimize my LinkedIn. So I went in and I, I optimized my LinkedIn. Um, I started using AI tools to create um, uh, cover letters and things like that. And then I also, the, the, the final thing is I got a mentor and I posted about like the, the steps Ooh. I took to break into tech. And it, you know, I got a lot of traction that one post. I think one of the things is I, I listed a bunch of different tech e content creators or mentors that I followed. And, um, you know, I got with the, the techers and I got coaching, you know, I had to go and reach out. You got to reach out to people. You got to ask yeah. for help, y'all. And I, you know, I had to put my ego aside and say, okay, I'm not, I don't know everything. You know, I, what do I, what am I doing wrong? You know, I had to get humble myself and, and talk to these, these mentors. I had to schedule coffee chats. You know, I, I said, let me do 10, let me get 10 coffee chats scheduled, you know, for the next two weeks. And I did that, you know, I, I, I talked with people who are already in the role and that was the big change for me was really reaching out to people and using LinkedIn as a source to get that job. LinkedIn, the resume, you could almost throw that out the window because the resume ain't going to get your application and the resume, it's about connecting with people and really being honest with yourself on what you need to do. I, I connected with one of the graduates from Rearis, he's a, he's a solutions engineer at, um, I forget the brother's name, solutions engineer at uh, HubSpot. But he told me this. He's like, do the job, job, right? Yeah. And then I kept hearing that. I kept hearing. I kept seeing it on LinkedIn, people posting the same thing. And I was just like, do the job, job. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I got to start prospecting. So I started prospecting. I started approaching Hunt like I was already an SD. I did the job. And it literally... It's like magic. God rewarded me because then somebody reached out to me again and was like, hey, I got this job I think you'd be great for. And that was the one because that first interview, wow. it, it was great. Then I interviewed with the sales manager and she talked to me like a human. We talked about work-life balance. You know, she asked mm. me what was going on in my life. She didn't just say, hey, you don't look too happy to be here. You yeah. know, like it, it was it was a it was a great experience. And that was the first time I felt that it, I think, you know, we should be looking at environments that really fit us as humans and where we're valued, 
not just the the money we're going to get paid. Yes, that's important yep. compensation, but you also want to take into account how you're going to feel going into work. I love I, I'm not, I love going into work. I love the product that I sell. You know, I, I sell software that helps nonprofits fundraise and, and get more money. You know, I have an experience working with nonprofits when I was an entrepreneur. I went into the schools. I went into community centers. And the one thing was we have these big missions, but we never have the funding. You know, we want to help people, but we got to help ourselves first. So that's um, yeah, that's the job that chose me. I feel like it it found me. And um, yeah, from from there, man, that's that's all. No, again, you're dropping, dropping nuggets, a golden nuggets, man. You said a lot, but one thing I want to kind of harp on real quickly is the fact that it's money is money is important, but it's not everything. And if you could find a company that provides an environment, a culture that is that is conducive to to basically make like you said, you're like, I want to actually like to go to work. I actually like the product that I'm selling. When you find something like that, it's valuable. And I had someone that I consider a mentor now say to me this. He said, you know, it's great to kind of find me, right? But do not undervalue the value of relationships. Do not undervalue the value of networking. Mm. And so when you get into a job, find out who is where you want to be. Make that connection. Hey, what can I do to learn? Have let that mentor should be a two way street between the mentor and the mentee. Like, okay, here's some stuff I'm learning about AI that hey, my mentor may not know about that. I want to help you out, mentor. Here's some stuff that I'm learning. You know, you want to develop these relationships, you want to cultivate these things because what's going to happen is that same mentor of yours can open doors to you for that dollar that you had the day before is now now ten dollars. So, you definitely don't want to underestimate the value that if you find, especially in a company that has a great culture that may not have the dollars that you want right now don't under don't under don't underestimate that build relationships build relationships within that culture because it'll take you a far away and with that yeah man when i heard that gem i I was like all right wrote that down i took that down to heart um and so that being said i want to have like a fun because i feel like everybody that i ask this question to they're like yeah let's talk about it uh, the 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 SDR. Can you kind of paint a picture for those who have no idea what is the day in the life of Marcelino working in the company that you're working in? Oh man, day in the life. Look, I got my whole day scripted out right here. But Ooh. being in an SDR, in and if you can set a routine, get into the role, it's really gonna be smooth. You know, uh, a lot of people say that that prospecting, cold calling, all this stuff is hard. It's difficult. SDRs have, it can be, yes. But if you, um, if you uh, do the, use your calendar, use the tools that you're given, um, it's really going to be smooth and you're going to love what you do. You get to talk to people every day. Um, you get to make connections, you know. Um, like really all I do is, is talk to people and help them with their business help them um, with their missions, with their organizations, you know, and that's, it's fulfilling. I will say that it's a fulfilling thing. So I don't know if you want me to give you like the detail, but I'm gonna give you like how I, how I see it. I see, I see it's, a, it's a fulfilling job. You get paid well for, you get to work from home, you know, working your, your PJs. Cause SDR, most of the time we're not really doing video calls. So, you know, it's most of the time we just want to making phone calls. Um, you know, so we don't even have to be on Zoom <laughs> for the most. I don't know how it is with your company. 
uh, Joseph, but you know, for the most part, we're just on the phone. So um, how I start my day, I start my day um, by doing what fanatic, if you, you read fanatical prospecting, one of the, the key things I got from that book is protect the golden hours. And mm. I use the, the early morning, I block out one hour for cold calling cold or call blitz. You know, you, just for that first hour, I'm making calls. You know, eat them. You get it out, out the way, you know, because a lot for, for most, that's the hardest thing or the thing they fear the most. But for me, it's kind of fun because you never know what you're going to get. I'm not going to lie. They, people say cold calling is scary. It can be, but like, honestly, it's kind of fun because, you, you know, I laugh if somebody hangs up on me, which it doesn't really happen as much as I thought it would. But it, it you know, for the most part, people are nice. You know, they'll just say they're not interested. And then, you know, you, you're trying to help them. So you're not really trying to sell them anything. If you go into with the mindset you're helping people, then you're not going to take it to heart. So, yeah, call. I'm, I'm making calls. I'm researching, um, booking meetings. I, I usually have meetings on my calendar already. I have a couple meetings, you know, before the day starts. So I'll research that, that organization, make sure I'm ready, prepare for the conversation, um, just keeping my inbox tight. The companies, like the training, if you're with a good, that's another thing. When you pick a, a company, make sure they have, talk about training, ask about what their, their training is like, you know, um, what's the training timeline? What's the uh, continued education like? Because that is what's important to me because I don't just want to stay in this role. I want to be able to level up, you know, I want to learn as much as I can in this Facts. role. I want to accomplish as much. I want to president's club hit records. I want to do, I want to, you know, I want to do as, as best as I can in this role, but I don't want to stay here. So definitely, you know, uh, give yourself time to learn, learn the product. You know, I took the full 30 days of training, you know, I did make calls. I did start to build, you know, prospect and build pipeline, but I really I talked to like engineers. I talked to AEs. I talked, you know, I, I did a coffee chat with everybody on my team. That's one thing I'd recommend when you first start is set up a coffee chat with every, all the fellow SDRs you know, learn doing, you know, special ones. You want to, what is the top SDR doing? Why one person, you know, booking meetings a month and everybody mm. else booking 30 or whatever your your number, I'm just throwing random numbers yeah. out there. So yeah, if you do that, you're going to, you're going to excel at your job. If you just talk to the to people that are doing what you want to do and doing it well, and you learn from them, no need to recreate the wheel. Just follow that template. That is so good. And it's so true. Like, what we have a tech stack, uh, part of our tech stack is gone. So, mm. listening to that, that we can listen to recordings from anybody in the company that's in the sales portion of it and be able to say, okay, they did X, Y, and Z. I'm going to try that. And we oftentimes, even you could often have strategy meetings among your peers, say, okay, hey, let's just practice some cold calling. What do you do here? How, what objectively do you handle here? Like, what do you say to this situation and that? And you don't, uh, I won't say a mastermind because masterminds are more in, are, are a little bit different, but that's like a study group. And you could find mm -hmm. so much valuable information through communication. And with that being said, I want to kind of, as we're looking to kind of tap on this conversation, which honestly, I think needs a part two. <laughs> we'll talk about that afterwards. But as, as we're putting a cap on this conversation for now, what would you say is a mindset someone needs to have in order to not only land the job like you did, Marcelino, but to scale from there. Start with your why. You know, whether it's you feel you have kids, 
whether it's just to, you know, we all have something deep in here that, you know, wakes us up in the morning that pushes us to be our best version. So you have to channel that. You have to channel that. So whatever it is, you know, look, you know, whether it's looking at a picture of your kids in the morning, whether it's uh, reading the Bible, whatever, whatever it is that gives you purpose and meaning in your life, start with that. And, and then there, um, make a plan, set big goals. Maybe not everybody wants to be the best SDR, but what is, what is it that you want? You know, I know what I want to be. Yeah, I want to be the top SDR. I want to get president's clubs i hear you getting trips to costa rica and things like that you know so i want to do that um why wouldn't i want to be the best version you know not be my final destination right this this role but i'm going to make the most of it while i'm here so mm. look at look at what you're doing just one piece of that bigger puzzle right don't think that just because oh it's an entry-level position you know i'm just going to be average and and do you know do the bare minimum Look at how how can do it different, you know? How can I do it and add my own unique? Already in, the, I've only been in this role just over a month now, and I've already uh, implemented something because I was using a technology, um, I was in a sales data tool, right? I was using a pop when I was job searching, right? Um, but it's already something that I've taught other people on my team how to use because um, they weren't using uh, this tool to research. So I've already brought something different. You know, I'm new to the role. Yes, I'm learning. I don't know everything, but there's something that I know that I will. So don't think just because you're new, there's not something that you can add of value. I've already added something value that's you know, proper up at the, at the company was like, yo, I'm using this first day. He's like, yo, I'm using this tool already. It's saving me so much time. It's like, thank you. Know? So I was literally surprised like they weren't using that. And I was just like, hey. Uh, what do, you, what do you think about this? I'm using this to, to reset. Yeah. Go into the mindset of starting with your why and bringing something new to the table. Add your unique flavor. You know, I'm, I'm an athlete. You know, we are, are artists, I think, it, you know, someone. So bring your own flavor to it. You know, bring your own flavor. And it's sason. You know, bring that bring sason to the mix. And, sofrito. Uh, sofrito, papa. What you know about that? Just, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's where you're from? You're from New York? Yeah, I'm from New York. So we, where, we all melting pot over there. Brooklyn, uh, New York. Originally. Brooklyn, BK. Brooklyn in the house. To... Yeah, oh, man. BK, so I love my Borisoñando yeah. and I love my um, Bernil. Well, I, I actually stopped mm. eating pork, so I'm not, I'm not anymore. <laughs> but the so, chicharrones yeah. de pollo, i like, yeah, Ooh. I love my rose, rose. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. My mom's talking that stuff. Wow. That yeah. Puerto Rico, that, that Boricua and that, that Dominican yeah. food. Yeah. It, it, it's it Caribbean, the island flavor, sir. Yeah. 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 My parents from the Caribbean, well, Caribbean culture. Yeah. Yep. I don't mean to interrupt you, but we started talking about food, but. <laughs> but nah, yeah. man. I, it's about that time, right? We've been, we've been chopping that for a while, man. It's been oh, a great, great, great conversation with you, man. Likewise. That that's exactly what it is. Finding that why is so strong. For me, it's like, my wife, I don't want her to go back to work. I want her to stay longer home with the baby. I have team my two months before the baby was born. Actually, the baby was born before job, but it happened like right over the interview. So that just sped me up a little bit more. But that was my why. So find your why. <laughs> find out what you want to do. Like Mar Marcelino said, find that thing that you want to do that's going to really charge you to get in there and do your best. Because, oh, I like that line you said. You said, um, you, now I, I, I'm paraphrasing. I wish I, wish I remembered it. 
but basically like you're you're whatever even though it's not what you want to be do the best way where you are right now i think that's what you said something like that but that's that's such a good gem for us all to follow so good so good well that being said i think we're gonna have a part two man we're gonna have a part two for sure we're gonna have something uh we'll definitely bring you back for something and we're gonna, we're gonna definitely talk more but with that being said I'm down, thank you man i'm down for sure come on now come on now Said, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Techniche Tips. I'm your host, Joseph M. Smith. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family.